Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. So welcome to the new world of consumer-centric marketing. The idea for this session came as I continue to work with our elite members, which is our high-end coaching group. And we are, as an organization, really devoted to equipping LOs and lenders and agents to really be thinking about the future of this business. And when we started thinking about what is the trend and what are we coaching our best clients to do, it is to get all around the idea of being consumer-centric. Now, this is not consumer-direct. This is consumer-centric. This is not consumer-direct. It is consumer-centric. There's a difference. But I want to give you how far back this idea began to germinate. So this slide from Sales Mastery in 1994 essentially told that audience then that he or she who controls the lead controls the destiny of the loan, and you could easily put transaction, and all the affiliated services. And what we really, really believed is that if you really, really did a good job with databasing and and loving on your clients and nurturing and thinking about how one person opens a door to another person and opens a door to another person, you could have a business that would cycle up and would change the dynamics of your future. And so I've invited two of my good friends and guys guys that I've had a a privilege to, to get to know and pour into. I've got my friend Marty Preston, who's one of the most successful leaders in the mortgage industry and originators. He's with Benchmark and I've got Got another good friend of mine, Wally Elbieri from Dallas, Texas, and he's with Fairway. These these guys are really, really committed to this consumer-centric model. So before we go any further, uh, Marty, why don't you give us kind of your overview of what does this concept actually mean? Well, I, I think it means everything because I think not only dating back to 94, but certainly going forward, I think the the most successful loan originators are gonna be the people that can focus in on the client and help make sure that they identify each referral source and the maximum referral source, and then even can help that client get the referrals out there. So what I mean is, is, It's one thing to have a client that is a raving fan of yours, but they don't necessarily know the best way to share the story. So if you can identify who someone's sphere of influence is and then help them share the story, then you control the lead. And if you control the lead, then you can go to any business, whether it's a real estate agent, a financial advisor, CPA, you can go to any business person and essentially get their business because If I go to a real estate agent and I'm talking to them and I can show them that 98% of my clients in a survey tell me that they're gonna refer me and use me again, then why wouldn't that real estate agent wanna make sure all of their business comes to me? So it's just a huge opportunity there because you can really get ahead of the lead, which is what you were talking about 20 years ago now. Yeah, and it's it's crazy, right? That that right now we're on the edge of kind of a prophetic moment that long ago. And and yet that was birthed in the idea that I remember having a doctor that uh, was extremely happy with our service and the fact that we were able to help him and his wife and his young kids buy a home. 
And a year later, he got promoted to executive director of the hospital that he was actually a physician at. And we all of a sudden became the lender to that hospital. So that real estate agent was blessed in ways unimaginable because I had a seven-year relationship with a hospital that had close to 600 doctors and about 1,800 nurses. And uh, the rest, as you, you say, is history, right? And so we need to, we need to look at the leverageability, the marketability, and the valuation of this concept as, as we go forward. Wally, just your two minutes or so on how this has kind of impacted you, and I know we're gonna get into some of the cool details, but just from afar, you've migrated hard on this concept for the last 30 months or so, and what would you say about it? Well, first of all, in 1994, I was in middle school. Uh, first of all, second of all, um, you know, it, it's one of your quotes. I learned this back when Todd and I met back in like 97, 98, but the 95% of people go 95% of the way and only settle for 5% of the results. Now going 95% of the way is getting, finding a real estate professional, finding a client, converting that client, closing that loan, all that heavy lifting and all mortgage loan officers do is settle for that one commission. That's it. Going the remaining, going that extra mile and receiving the full 95, remaining 95%, going the extra mile is the referrals of their family and friends. It's you referring that client to a financial advisor, a CPA, a family will attorney, and growing through your network. And that's where really you get to maximize on doing all the hard work that you did up front. Yeah, and I think last year too, the other, the other benefit, last year about halfway through the year, you had told me that just in six months, you had referred uh, in excess of $500,000 in commissions to real estate agents. And um, one of the things that Marty brings up is this idea that, that that's the leverageability of this, that the people know the people. And I can bet that if lenders traditionally don't have a really solid follow-up program, um, I think it's safe to say that most realtors don't either. And so we have this kind of double opportunity going on when we own that and we actually become the marketing engine and partner for the agents that we like and love and and that's important you know another discussion but that's yeah. important because if you do this thing right um somewhere around six or seven out of every ten loans you do a month can be coming from this alternative market which is the market of the future i think well isn't it fair isn't it more fair when a real estate professional refers us a deal and we actually have a referral to give back to them when you think that's more fair Mortgage world is so lopsided that all more, most originators do is receive referrals from their real estate professionals, but they've got no referrals to give back to them, which is not fair. It's more fair for us to really work our database and we have referrals to give back if you do it the right way. Yeah, yeah. So the seed of this idea was planted in my mind when I was a 23-year-old originator and I started doing this in my business. And so obviously when I began the Duncan Group and as we launched Sales Mastery in 1992, now in its 28th year, um, it was really important that I started teaching the industry. So I went back to my archives and I found one of my PowerPoint decks from 2003, so this would be 17 years ago, and this became kind of the framework of what we're now referring to today as consumer-centric. So let me show you this from 2003. I call this the pillars of synergy, and what I taught everybody is we traditionally begin in this central pillar, and so we have real estate agents, uh, we may have builders, we may have you know, banks that are community banks that we work with and whatever it is, this is kind of the, the central pillar. And if we 
take a look at that book of business and we commit to adding enough value and creating deep relationships to get a closing a month per relationship and we have 10 relationships, we're going to be funding 120 loans or helping 120 families a year. You'll see that the black cross-sell arrows go over to the left and they talk about the affinity pillar. And you'll notice that the affinity pillar is made up of financial planners and CPAs and attorneys and insurance agents. And I believe that 95%, maybe even more of lenders do not focus on this pillar. And the reason you need to focus on this pillar, besides I think the obvious, is this pillar provides a bigger world, a bigger universe of buyers and sellers to help. It requires a bigger world of volume that has leverage, meaning that any transaction that comes from this pillar on the left can be leveraged to Wally's point and to Marty's point back into those realtors and using the word fair. And then as we spin that up, you can start to see that the business is gonna migrate probably from this central pillar over to the left. And then from the far left, we're gonna go all the way to the right and we're gonna pass through the Realtor Builder Bank pillar. And we're gonna look on the right and we're gonna talk about this novel concept 24 years ago of keeping your borrowers for life, right? And, and that's kind of where you know the whole thing kind of works out. And what this SIT thing has always meant and what we, still teach to this day is SIT stands for stay in touch. Kind of the metrics are for every 100 people that you have in a database, you can generally rely on a minimum of five additional transactions a month. It's bigger than that now because of the value propositions and the way we market and whatnot. But this ASSM, I had to pause for a minute when I went back and looked at this and I used to call this after sale service marketing. I don't know why I came up with that, except that's the term I used as an LO. It was like, if I've got 400 borrowers in my database and I am loving on them after the sale and I'm using service to market to them, that's ASSM, for every 400 borrowers, the metrics were you get 100 loans and they're either repeat loans, investment loans, buy up loans, um, or referrals to friends and family and other circles. And so you can start to see that this middle pillar starts this kind of cross-sell movement. And then over here, you can see that the buyers come back through. And we just know that agents don't follow up as well, just like a lot of loan officers don't follow up. And this model was what I began as a brand new LO when I was 23. And I had the good fortune of ending up with about seven businesses that generated you know, literally hundreds of loans every year and thousands of loans over my career. And it didn't have anything to do with the realtors, except they may have given me that first referral that to your point, I looked at a doctor that might have a thousand referral opportunities and that's where I decided to go. So I just wanted to make sure everybody understood kind of what is the backdrop for this whole thing. So talk about modernizing this. You are crushing it. You, you have crushed it. You, you are crushing it. You're a leader in terms of implementing these things. You, you have redefined um, what a powerful partnership looks like between a, a lender and, and an agent. And, uh, and you have been on the forefront of getting out to businesses and doing things differently. So how is this? Oh, and your, your background is is accounting and, and you're trained in finance. And so how did this resonate with you when you first saw it? And just bring us up to speed in 2020, what this looks like for you and your LOs that you lead. 
Well, when I first saw it, I liked it because I, I think I first saw it in 2004. And uh, the thing for me was I had just kind of started to really market to real estate yeah. agents and it didn't go very well. I didn't like the experience. I kind of felt like, I think to use a Jim McMahon analogy, I kind of felt like they were throwing a bone and making me go chase it. And if I got back, they're like, sorry, Wally was a little faster and you that, you know, like tough. And I, I just didn't like the interaction. And so when I learned about some of the affinity partnerships and everything with my background in accounting, I, I remember I actually had lunch with a guy that I had graduated with. And it was so funny because he said, you know, it's too bad because I was kind of complaining about getting off to somewhat of a slow start. And he goes, it's too bad because my role at, the, at, our, at our accounting firm is I spend all day on the phone with lenders trying to explain to lenders why they should be doing the loan. He goes, I wish we had somebody like you that could understand tax returns and all that stuff because, you know, we'd really like to work with you. And I was like, yeah, too bad. You know, everybody's telling me to go talk to real estate agents. And, and then one day I was like, wait a second, like we could work together. <laughs> but to fast forward, I think um, the, the lost leads has to be brought into this, your yeah. lost leads analysis, because, you know, when you're, you're meeting with a real estate agent or anybody for that matter, and you're talking about their business, like how many people do you talk to in a day? And how many days a week do you work? And how many weeks a year do you work? And how much, how many, how much is your commission? And how many sales? And, and all of a sudden you identify like, wait a second, you're talking to this many people, but you only sold this many. There's a lot of leads in there in that between. are lost. Yeah. And really what every real estate agent, I ask everybody this, I'm like, what does every real estate agent or any partner for that matter want from us? On the most basic, simple form, what do they want? Money, actually, because people say they want referrals. Okay, they do want referrals, but because <laughs> they only want referrals that close and they only want loans that or deals that close because they want the money. So, I mean, it's illegal to go around and pay them, but if I could go to your market and I move there and I could go to your top agent and I could sit down with them and I could say, all right, I can close loans. So if I move to Dallas and I go to Wally's top agents and I say, hey, I can, I'm not going to, sorry, but I wouldn't be able to take yours anyway. But if I go there and I say, hey, look, I can do closed loans as fast as Wally can and we've got great service and all that too, but I'll give you $100,000 if you work with me. I feel like I'd Extra. have a pretty good chance with, <laughs> with most agents. And the reason that that's actually possible is when you sit down with them and you go, okay, for every deal you refer me, I feel like we can refer you at least one back that closes. And a lot of people, when I talk to them about that, they go, well, how can you do that? Well, I mean, it goes back to what we've talked about. If you create a process that really does generate raving fans and you take care of them, and then you survey those clients and those clients tell you on the survey that on a scale of one to 10, you're a nine or a 10 out of 10 that they're gonna use you again and refer you to all their friends and family. And you've got 3000 people that you've closed loans for that have all been surveyed that say that, then it's pretty compelling to the real estate agent, like, wait a second, that might be able to actually happen. And then the better we get at, at really understanding that every person is as individual as they can be and marketing to that person and understanding that person and what makes them tick. Everybody just wants to feel special. I mean, really, we all just wanna feel like we're special. So if we can connect with clients 
on their loan and tailor their loan like we talk about, but also understand them, then we can help them refer us even better. And by giving those deals back to the agents and to the financial advisors, CPAs, uh, life insurance agents and all that, we become, you know, I think the reason we're talking is because I'm willing to bet that Wally has a bunch of partners that would be more distressed over losing him than he would be over losing them. And that's just a unheard of concept for most loan officers. But yeah. I mean, he has financial advisors, CPAs, and realtors that are way more worried about losing him than he would be about losing them because he's so valuable to their business in so many ways. We have a, uh, a $100,000 power idea uh, interview coming up at Sales Mastery that essentially um, has, through the month of August, referred a million dollars in commissions to realtors. And it is the power play of all power plays. Not that it's about power, it's about if they need us, which is what you're saying, they need and want us. Yeah. More than maybe it would hurt us if they didn't use us. Um, all other things being the same, heart, loyalty, trust, emotion, all that, who wouldn't want that, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's powerful. So let's go down to Wally because um, Wally, I think that that you have really begun to maybe, I'm thinking maybe the first part of 2018, you really started pushing the pedal to the metal on this idea. And uh, you, you've been very disciplined, as has Marty, around this notion of, of annual client reviews and, and you know, doing mortgage efficiency reviews and things like that, particularly now in the market we find ourselves. But um, without telling everybody how, your database has grown from to what using this principle in the last 24 months? So roughly about 1,500 people in our database. So it's 1,500 clients that we've served, that we've closed loans for, that we've got relationships with. Uh, today, there's about 8,900. In 24 months or less, and I might even probably add, because I know the story, maybe 14 or 15 months or less. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I'd probably say year to date, it's gone from about 2,000-ish to roughly 80, Close to 9,000, yeah. Yeah. And the goal is to get to about 10,000 by the end of the year and just really just focusing, going a mile deep and inch wide versus going whoa, a whoa, mile. Whoa, 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 Just unpack a mile deep, inch wide. That's huge. Because okay. <laughs> that's what this is all about. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, a mile, so most loan officers, and I'll say most, me, I've been in the business 22 years. So probably the first 16, 17 years or so in the business, I was going a mile wide and an inch deep. I uh, did a great job of getting in relationship with a real estate professional. They referred me a deal, referred me a client. We'd close, do a great job, and I was on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. Going a mile deep and inch wide with every family that we serve is a totally different mindset. And the way we do that is from the seven-day call after closing, the 30-day call after closing, the six-month call after closing, the annual mortgage review. Every single client gets served in the same type of relationship building process that we do after closing. You get in relationship with them. It's really deep in relationship with them. And if you accomplish that, now they're opening up. Now they're open to referral to a CPA. Now they're open to a referral to a wealth advisor, a family, a family will attorney. And these are referrals I'm able to give out. As I'm giving these referrals out, I'm getting referrals back. And what am I doing with these referrals? I'm referring back to the real estate professional that originally referred that client back. And that's what Todd means by control. And it's not control like we want to be like controllers, but that's control because there's a better way of doing business out there. 
a smarter way of doing business out there and an easier way of doing business out there. And if you focus on those three things, that's why you're focusing on these three pillars. Yeah. So let me go a little bit deep on, on this because we're going to lay the groundwork now on how you can go out and begin to do this too. So first of all, um, one of the mindsets is that to scale a business, you have to go deep and not wide. It's called customer share instead of market share. And the most obvious thing that everybody in business should do is realize that beyond a transaction, beyond the first deal, you have to earn the right and you have to create enough value to create the super glue where you will get every transaction. And some families might have three or four over a 10 or 15 year period of time. Others might have many more, 10, 15, 20. They might be buying investment property or building or, and, and they might even be where I think is the most horsepower embedded in a tribe or an ecosystem that can unleash this kind of growth and referrals. And I think the interesting thing is, uh, in fact, I'm not even gonna tell you, I'm just gonna ask you guys, if you were to do a quick, what's the benefit of a referral from a financial planner or a CPA versus the traditional referral from an agent that most people experience? What happens differently and more uniquely? <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Higher credit scores come over more qualified, uh, warmer referral. They're more excited to talk to you. The referral comes over more professionally. Uh, they only refer one person uh, instead of refer a list of three names. Um, I don't know. I, I would, I'd rather speak to those families day in, day out. And they probably don't shop you. No. Yeah. Marty, is there anything that that no, list was no, pretty good? That's perfect. But I think, you know, if, if I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of different loan officers and, and, you know, I've been able to coach with Wally for the last few years and a lot of other ones, but there's no real estate agent. There's no financial advisor. There's no CPA. There's no lender. There's no one out there that doesn't understand the difference of working with a cold lead versus a warm lead. Yeah. And a referral from a client or a, you know any type of real partnership, by real partnership, I mean somebody that knows you, trusts you and things like that, is it changes the entire dynamic of your business. I mean, because you show me a loan officer with a low conversion rate, meaning they're pulling credit on 10 people to close two, and I'll, I'll promise you the problem is how they're generating leads, 99 times out of 100. You show me a loan officer or a realtor or anyone else with a high conversion rate, meaning they're closing six, seven, eight, nine out of 10 credit pulls, and I promise they're getting referrals from very quality sources, sources yeah. meaning it's somebody that knows them. I mean, we could, one of my best referral sources was my mom who owned a funeral home, okay? And it's not like that's the normal place to talk, but you know, she loved me, she trusted me, and it wasn't like she was like, call Marty, he's got good rates. I mean, you know, by the time they called me, they were sold because it was my mom, you know? And that's the thing, if you're working with people that understand your business, understand how you do business because you're working with them in a real partnership, it changes everything, your profitability, your conversion. I mean, just think how many fewer people, like if you were only converting 20% of your leads right now, think how many, you'd have to have a staff of 50 
Well, I mean, let's <laughs> not know? let's not spe- speculate. 2017, I had a lead generation team within within my business. 2015 to 2017, at uh, six dollars, we were receiving about three thousand cold leads of three thousand cold leads a month. A seventeen person team, and we're banging our head against the wall to do eighty to ninety million in production. And now we've got a six person team. We're already over a hundred million year to date, and no one's calling any cold leads. Your profitability is higher. You don't burn out your team. It's a more enjoyable process, and you get to control your evenings and weekends. Like, what is there not to like? Shocking, right? <laughs> so let me let me take you down the path, and and I, I want to keep this very, very simple. I think that you will get this. If you don't already get it, you will get it. And I want you to, to pay attention uh, to the idea that, that if you make no other change other than starting to look at every loan you do, and deepening the layer of trust you have with those borrowers and having the mindset of influence opportunity. Um, Can they influence 10 people? Can they influence 50 people? Um, Are they an executive in a company and they could influence 100 or 200 or 1,000? If you start paying attention to a deeper conversation with a borrower and learning more about their life and business outside of qualifying for a loan, this is the starting point. So I'm going to take you back to January of last year, and I'm going to uh, have you understand the, the power of like a decision. 12 months from now, your life could be entirely different. One of the courses that we offer is called Masterclass. And, and Wally was at Masterclass, and uh, it was so interesting to have him come because he was already on the rise. You know, Marty came to our Masterclass program five years ago and said that the diagnostic that we make everybody take was worth Half a million dollars. Half a million dollars in income. And I can tell you right now, coaching him, he coaches Wally. I can tell you right now that number is small compared to what it actually does. But here's the point. The point is that opportunity is everywhere. And so Wally came to Masterclass. He's done with Masterclass. He's getting on a plane to fly back to Dallas. And I get a text from him. And I'm going to show you this text because I want this to be very, very real for you. So take a look and, and look at this text. This text is a picture of a business card from an accounting firm called CWA in Plano, Texas. Look at Wally's text. Just landed, sat in first class next to Charles, who is a partner for a CPA firm in Plano that has 2,200 physician clients. Okay, so let's just start there. What happened? I mean, read that, read that hash mark. If you've ever read the book Acres of Diamonds, there's just so much business in our own backyard that we don't have to go elsewhere. And I'm usually the guy in the plane that has my headphones on. I kind of like being by myself. I get stretched too thin being out in the public too much. And we're sitting there, and he keeps talking. And thank God he kept on talking because I would just put my headphones on. Well, he keeps talking, and he's telling me what he's doing. He's like, what are you in town for? I was at this event. I'm learning da da this. And we started talking, and I'm like, I love you. Like this person's like exactly who I've been looking for, because I've done a great job getting and receiving referrals from a from financial advisors or wealth advisors, but I haven't really been able to tap into the the CPA world and, and the public accounting world. And I'm saying that you've got you've got how many clients? You don't have a preferred lender, um, do you, and you want to grow your business. It's a, the conversation was, was about probably two and a half hours of. of well, I just came for your class, so I can't say over that year, but. But it was, it was a great time. plane ride. There you go. Best two and a half hours of the plane ride, for sure. Yeah. Best plane ride. So I, 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 I want you guys to just kind of be thinking about, so like this was like 
like two stars lining up. I mean, there, you know, this, this is a big world. America is a big country. Um, Pre-COVID, you know, I don't know, there were 7,000 flights a day or something like that. And the chances of getting on a plane and sitting next to somebody like this, it's not probably really high. But because of this, I texted uh, Wally and, and I asked Wally, so what do you think the difference was before something like this would happen and now? And the text back from Wally said, awareness, I think, is the biggest change in me. I, I'm sure I've met many of these types of professionals in the past, but I wasn't aware of the possibilities or opportunities via the circle of cash flow, which is one of the trademark business systems that we teach. And that is the people know the people that you need to know, who know and love and trust you, can find you the people who you need to, to, to serve so that they can know and love and trust you. And I, I like this. And, and you know the special part of this, there's two things I wanna go off on. Look at the last three lines of the follow-up text. Guess what? His brother is also a partner at Grant Thornton. So you got a CPA that has 2,200 physician clients. Let's just stop for a second. Physicians. They make a dollar or two. They make a dollar or two. They're highly qualifiable. They're highly consistent in their income. And what a market. We're gonna have somebody at Sales Mastery that his entire focus is physicians. And that's all he focuses on. What happened? It, it, you know, the amazing thing about that was we continued the conversation and I'm sitting there on a plane doing a high trust interview. I'm literally just doing a high trust interview on the plane. It was, it was that silly. And we have a few drinks and like, it, I'm like, your last name sounds familiar. We talk about business and he goes, yeah, my brother's da da da. And he's actually about to be the president of Grant Thornton. And I'm just like, boom. <laughs> Eyeballs is blowing off and it was a great opportunity. And he also lives in, he lives in Dallas and we've, uh, I'm like, you know what? you like this wine and I'm dropping off a bottle of wine the, ne the next day to his office. And, and it, was a, it was a great relationship building opportunity. And again, I would have glossed over this. I would have ignored this because I had my blinders on real estate professionals, real estate professionals, real estate professionals. And now I've got the opportunity to grow a partnership, refer business to them, receive referrals back, refer back to my, and my team is, our quality of life as a team is so much greater and it's a lot more enjoyable process with focusing outside the box. And I think it's interesting. We're in we're in a really great year. Obviously, you know, rates are are lower than they've been in in quite a quite a long time, um, and in some cases ever, right? And um, and yet your volume this year is probably going to go up by. Would you guess? I'm going to let you answer it. So last year you did 100. We got a good yeah. market. What are you going to do this year? We're already over 100 year to date, which is a phenomenal thing to say, just because, you know, like I said, I've done this 22 years. In the first 19 years, I always got close to 100. I couldn't couldn't get over the hump. And, you know, we'll, we'll be north of 150 million this year. And then what's beautiful about that is we all still have our quality of life on our team. Yeah. And, and you know, the years in the past, in 2016, I got to 96 million, but it was literally evenings, weekends, it, it was working late nights. And like, if you think outside the box and you do the business easier and smarter like this, you're, you're home by five, six o'clock and you're actually home. You're actually in relationship with your family home by doing business like this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to, I want to take these, these next moments to kind of unpack how Wally and Marty have worked together to get very tactical about attacking 
market segments, and you mentioned wealth management. You obviously mentioned CPAs and attorneys and estate planners and all that. Let's go very deep for about six or seven minutes on the the story of John Q. Yeah. And just set that up, and then you tell me when you want me to put this this next PowerPoint up. So Marty and I coach um, monthly, and it was it was a great a great. It was a great partnership because I've always respected his business and what he's been able to build. And it was a great person that I respected, and it was an honor to learn from him. What was great about that, he spoke to me like I was just a normal person. He didn't feel like he was, he was, a, he was, I, was I didn't feel like I was beneath him. And what's great about that, he's, he's grown a relationship with a group in Northwestern Mutual. And I'm like, man, that's a great company. I am personally with Northwestern Mutual. My life insurance, my wealth advisor is here in Atlanta. He's in Northwestern Mutual. And he's like, you got to get the connection in Dallas. So we start working on that. And the most beautiful thing about that is I waited for the right intro. And I banged my head trying to get to Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance agents. And, and until I met, uh, until I got the right intro and with Marty's coaching through really knowing what to say and how to act and what to do in that, let's, then let's go to the, uh, let's go to the slide of, uh, of the John Q one. So well, here's kind of like a breakdown of how this relationship goes. So July, June 27th, I get a warm referral to, to an area manager in Northwestern Mutual. The most phenomenal thing about that is we met for breakfast. We met for two hours. We didn't have anything to eat. We just sat there and talked. <laughs> and it was a great high-trust interview again with John. What's awesome about that is with it, later on that afternoon, he puts together an email, emails the top 10 advisors in Dallas, and says highly recommends to, to get with me. Uh, to meet with me because I want to refer business to them. And at the end of the meeting, I said, he goes, where can I add the most value to you? I said, I've done a great job building a mortgage business with real estate professionals as referrals. I've done a horrible job of building a mortgage business with referring to life insurance or insurance agents. And he goes, let me help you fix that. And he gave me great advice. I've got to be able to structure a model that my team follows the model. Their team has to follow the model. So that we put together a process and from scripts to email templates to what to say and how to say it for them. And he makes, he makes an intro to three to, or 10. I hit it off with three of them. And it was so crazy that I send this email out and say, hey, I referred to, got three referrals back, and this is the timeline of it. This really works. So from the 27th of June to the 19th of April, on the 19th, or, uh, July, the 19th of July, you get, you get two referrals. Yeah. And it's that fast. And now it's like, yeah. I mean, it, it's probably 20, I think last, 2019, 22% of our business came from wealth advisors. And I would have never again hit the $100 million mark last year with working my tail off. I only try to focus on real estate professionals. It was in the year to date, like I said, we know over 100 million through, through August. And the great thing about that, again, a lot of that business coming from wealth advisors. And now we're, we talked about the growing the database, which we can get into. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, what do you think, uh, coaching? Th- this essentially has been a one year run July of 19 to, to you know, we're in September yeah. and you yeah. just finished August. This is how fast things can change. Yeah. So, I, would, I wanted to point out two things because I remember back those early calls, like, you had, you had gone to, to master class or something, and you were very focused on building a wealth pillar, a wealth advisor pillar. And one of the early conversations we had was, I, I wanted to point out the difference of financial advisor referrals versus Northwestern or 
life insurance. Not, it doesn't have, doesn't have to be Northwestern. There's several good companies out there, but, but the difference is, is like we talked about, they talk to people every day just like we do. You know, I, I think we even, their, their business builder book that they yeah. keep track of or whatever, yeah. I think we talked fact about finder. that earlier, fact, fact finders and all that too. So the business builder is the one where they track like their activity and then the fact finders, they're, and I remember we talked yeah. about that early on. So there were so many similarities in our businesses that that's why I was like, I think if you focus there, you'll, you'll see different results. Because financial advisors, in general, their, their ideal client is like a, wealthy person that has no mortgage or you know whatever so not really a, a client of ours or at least not ideal in a lot of cases but a, a life insurance agent was perfect so that was the one thing and then the other thing that came up is i remember because i remember how the conversation went you were kind of struggling on how to make the initial contact do you remember that yeah. and then so i, I point that out because i think people might be out there watching this going yeah but how how did you get that meeting with John Q? Like they might think I can get realtor meetings yeah. because I can do the high, you know, like Todd's always taught the high impact intro and then do a high trust interview and, and all that with real estate agents. And I think there's a lot of people that are like, I got that down, but uh, you know, these are different, right? Yeah. Uh, no, they're not. And they, <laughs> it, it took me so long to figure that out. So if you want to go after a top real estate professional, what do you do? What I would do is I'd find out what title company person, what appraiser, or what other agent knows that top real estate professional. And I'd have them make an introduction, then I'd take the ball and run with it from there. And I could do that in my sleep. It's no different. I got my wealth advisor that I personally have that manages our family trust here in, here in Atlanta. He made a connection to the head guy in Dallas. The head guy in Dallas, which is like a mega agent, the head guy in Dallas oversees all of Dallas. I got in a relationship with that person, which is Don. He got in a relationship with John, done his personal loan, done every, and it was, just a, it was a great partnership right off the bat, and he opens the floodgates. And as he opened the floodgates, I remember one of my most silly, but my biggest aha ever was, they are just like real estate professionals that have been going after for 20, 20 plus years. It's no different. It is literally no different. And for so long, we talked about fear on the other segment, false evidence appearing real, and that's all it was. I thought it was so much harder. Yeah. I thought I had to be a different person. I thought I had to speak differently, but it's not. And it truly was just so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember you were talking about you had gotten really confident and comfortable coaching real estate agents. Yeah. And most people aren't. Like I don't even I don't say that. I don't say I coach real estate agents. I I want to be kind of like a business partner and help them. And you know, I feel like we've done some certain things with business development that would apply to any business and we want to share that with them and all that. And I just remember that conversation because it was like, you were like, well, what do I have to do different? I was like, it's the same thing. I mean, all you're doing is helping them yeah. develop their business. And now you, in so many ways, you're doing it for them, like, or at least with them, because, yeah. you know, think of that, the value you've added to those agents by doing the annual reviews and by setting them up in the in the software systems and i mean it's a true value add yeah. so if i'm if i'm that agent that that northwestern agent i'm thinking okay i partnered with this guy and now all of a sudden you know he's calling them once a year and, and doing this full review with them on their on their finances and helping them with all this other information all this stuff and i'm not even having to do it 
and I'm not even having to pay the guy to do it. Like, yeah. imagine how good, so and it's just like, it, and then it's just a win-win, and then when you look at the circle of cash flow, you can take those referrals, give them over here, which earns more from there, and as long as everybody just appreciates everyone and is a professional, back to the high trust, high, ma high maintenance, low maintenance, all that yeah. stuff, it's a huge win. It's become really rewarding. One, one of the people, and that's what I did. I, I started going in there. I started coaching these wealth advisors. It's like I would coach a real estate professional in business. And one of the gentlemen that John asked me to coach, he's, he's always done the same thing. Banging his head against the wall, can't get to forum. If you know Northwest Mutual, forum is like their top, top, top 1% of the whole entire company. And he hit forum. Their fiscal year is in August. Or I'm sorry, July. And he hit forum this year. And I've been coaching for a, almost a year now, or about nine months now. It was a phenomenal, great feeling inside when he's congratulating me because of th thanking me for his 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 success, and it was a just like a partnership, like another one of my real estate mega agent teams, and those partnerships, those are true partnerships. He refers one person, he refers me. It's not a name of three, and it, it, it's a warm email intro that comes over. Um, it's a true professional to professional relationship that's allowed us to really take take our business to the next level. So as we kind of um, wrap this up, I'd like for you, Wally, just to address in a couple of minutes, how did you take your database from 1,500 to almost 9,000? And uh, that story to me, because those are not like adding a database of cold leads. Right. These are databases of these wealth managers. How did you grow it to almost 10,000? You'll be at 10,000 this year. Yeah. But how'd you do it? Yeah, so the biggest thing, we found a software, I'm sure everybody knows it, called HomeBot. And we started using HomeBot for our team probably like 2018-ish, somewhere in that range. But we didn't really know what we were doing. But, you know, we started using HomeBot, and it was a great, um, it was a great digest that comes out. So I needed to figure out what, because if you, if you work in Northwest Mutual or whatever, you can't really, they can't really give you your database. But they can send an email to their database on your behalf. They've got to send it per compliance. So I had them send an email to, about HomeBot to their database, and ha their clients started signing up, starting signing up, starting signing up. And if you know about HomeBot, the beautiful thing about HomeBot, you connect your mortgage to it. It tells you what the interest rate is. tells you what the monthly payment is. tells you what, their, uh, what the term is. It tells you what their home address is. tells you the phone number, email. You've got all the data to do an annual mortgage review. You have all the data to do an annual mortgage review. And once you take that data from there and it connects it to, to Mortgage Coach, and then I built a client concierge team for my office, and they're calling, scheduling appointments, and we'd have a chance to so much show my calendar. But you know, I've got an average 15, 17 appointments a day that are pre-scheduled on my calendar with a total cost analysis already being done, their HomeBot Digest being done. And uh, it's just been a great blessing to be able to do business efficiently. And that's the biggest difference. And I think the other thing, too, is, is one of the things I know about HomeBot is the open rates are just off the grid. Yeah. And they're like north of 85%, and, uh, and it's a great tool to have. So, um, all right, so um, I'm going to give you 60 seconds and you 60 seconds. What's the closing thought you want to share with everybody? Just, I mean, at the end of the day, there's a lot, not necessarily smarter, because I always felt I was very smart in business. There's an easier way of doing business. There's an easier way of doing business, and I'm going to say it a third time. There's an easier way of doing business. But you've got to be brave enough to think outside the box. You've got to be brave enough to think that you can accomplish this just like you would accomplish a, a going after real estate professionals. But you've got to believe in yourself in a way that you bring value. You have worth. 
you have the ability to impact these families and you have the time to be able to help them with small things. We think it's small, but helping someone shop around home insurance, helping someone dispute their taxes, helping someone um, you know, decrease their tax bill allows them to feel like you're giving to them for free. Now they refer you to their family and friends. Now they want you to refer them to their CPA, family will attorney. It's an amazing network that you can build, and that network still allows you to do so much business while you have a quality of life. I think my final thing would be back to your 95, 5% thing, because I, I've said it like, I felt like going from the first goal of making $100,000 a year was just turning the dial to focus in just a little tighter, and then to 250, and then to 500. And, and what we're talking about is a, a seven-figure income, okay? So, so it, you know, it, it's going to take you really focusing on it. But so I want everybody to understand that. Like, it's going to take work. It's going to take focus. But everybody can do it. I think, you know, I think you would agree. Like, it's not something. But I, I did want to point out on that 95, 5%. How many books would you estimate you've read in the last 12 to 14 months on financial advising? Um, I'd probably say 22, 24 or so. Okay. And what would the only reason in the world, why did you do that? Well, I had to increase my financial advisor IQ. Um, and I know, why? I, well, I had to bring legitimate true value to the table. You know, you, you, can, you can fake it all you want, but two, three questions deep, you don't know what you're talking about. So I had to increase my financial advisor IQ, and I had to take some of their classes, had to get some of their certifications. And once I was able to do that, it was like they, they brought me into the world with open arms because I was one of them. Right. Like you're an expert marketer. You know how to develop business. You're a, you know, like one of the, the things in, in one of the workbooks Todd has is, Everyone is in the sales and marketing business. Like, I think one of the conversations we had is, I don't care if you're a brain surgeon, you're still in sales and marketing because if you don't have anyone to operate on, that's a diminishing skill set. After a year, you're not going to be as good as you were. So everyone's in sales and marketing, and you're a master of that. But you said right before this, you said you have to really bring value. You have to really be able to help them. You have to be, have a worth. And... I just wanted to point out that that 5% or that tightening in of the dial, you were willing to go out and really read all these books on, on the same ones that they were giving their people to learn how to do this. I, I'm willing to bet, I don't know this, but I'm willing to bet 90% of the people you're coaching that are in that business have not read those, all those books. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing when we read them together. It's a beautiful thing when we do coaching sessions together about them. It's a beautiful thing when we mastermind about them. Then I tell their area manager what we're doing. Like I've, I've been able to build this niche that I am their, a coach to them of helping them grow, which has allowed me to earn a lot of referrals. from Yeah. So at the end of the day, um, the, the wealth management business, any of those businesses, both guys have, have demonstrated, it's no different than the realtor business, except through the power and convertibility and speed and velocity of trust of those referrals. All we do in business is we help our clients win. 
And if you have the knowledge to help them win, I've seen Wally's library and we're in a on-demand content world. You can get any answer you need for any one of your clients in seconds. Do this. I really want to encourage you to do this. And I think by probably the end of the year, over 50% of your volume is going to be from this category. And, uh, and that is a big, big change, okay?